Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Earners, what's up? Look, as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help you achieve your goals. When we needed an operations manager, editors, executive assistants, what do you think our first stop was? That's right, LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeted tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. Look, our goal in 2023 is to spread our brand on a global scale. It's not just about saying we're the biggest but actually building the right team members to help us get there. And that's what LinkedIn Jobs does. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash EYL. That's linkedin.com slash EYL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. When you're building something, you got to love it. You got to really love it. You got to really, everybody ain't built to really build companies. If they really understand what goes into it, seeing the end result is cool. But when I meet like an Elon Musk and when I meet these people, I want to know what did you have to go through versus I don't care about your billions that you got. How did you get to that? What did you have to endure? What did you have to suffer? Dealing with all that emotion. A lot of people crack. My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop, backdrop, <laughs> a mic drop, backdrop, backdrop. When we have the honor of speaking to legends and goats in the game, we don't take it lightly. And, um, you know, whenever we speak to somebody that has such a high level of information and such a extremely strong pedigree we learn like we learn ourselves when we interview mark cuban we learn when we interview Shaq. we learn when we interview you name it steve harvey we learn so it's like if we're learning you guys should learn as well so you know the drill man 
We about to bring out one of the greatest of all time. People throw that term goat around too, too loosely. People throw that goat around too loosely, but there's only a few goats. When you're talking about Timberland, you're talking about over 25 years consistently. Number one, number one, number one, number one from Aaliyah to Missy to JC. Like this is this is not a regular person. This is not somebody that is done anything normal. This is extremely extraordinary. And then to reinvent himself with versus change the game again. It's going to be one of those nights. I told you a time will be had. So so I need a round of applause for my brother Tim Bo the King. Tim Bo the King. Let's go, let's go. VA. Thank you, thank you. Legend, legends only, man. Look at all these beautiful people in here. Yeah, Miami looking. Wow, I like this shit. <laughs> Tim. All right, so we're going to get into it. First and foremost, thank you for, for coming, bro. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me, man. I'm a fan of what y'all are doing, man. I've been watching for like about two years now, and I see the evolution of what y'all are doing. And I try to take tips, but y'all go so damn fast. <laughs> I'm a little slow, so I got to be like, let me wind that back. Great. We, we connected it. now, so we, you know, we gonna, that's easy, man. So I'm not even going to waste any time, man. I'm going to get right into it, and I want to talk about Versus. Let's I want talk to talk about, about the legendary Versus. First and foremost, where did the idea start for Versus? I'm going to be honest. Um, when the pandemic hit, I always had this kind of like joke that like, I said, what if the world stopped? What would people do? And I felt like the world was kind of funny. It felt weird anyway, and I was in Milan. And um, and in Milan, <laughs> this was crazy. I saw somebody at the airport like a zombie. I was like, "Yo, what the what's fuck going on?" So I get back to the U.S. They it was a show, and it was like, "Oh, they think they're gonna cancel the show. There's a disease out in the air." And I said, "Oh, here it go." And I thought it was like a joke at first, not really, but I was like, "Okay." When it happened, I think everybody as entertainers as us we couldn't do nothing and we really had to really sit down and slow down and really learn how to fellowship i felt like that was missing and the pandemic kind of brought that together so me and swiss was we had an idea that was brewing for like three and a half years we test the model in um new york during the summer jam and we was going to do an album with the verses we he do his side swiss versus kanye he started like with that, but the real thing we were oh, gonna do is when me and him connected, we was gonna do albums together. Like, and then do a verse, bring his side and my side. So we kind of tried the battle in real life at that event, at the Summer Jam. And we did a versus. So when the pandemic happened, I called him one day and we were just chopping it up. Like, man, can you believe this? We, we can't do nothing. We can't get no haircut. Your money didn't matter. It was everybody was equal. Everybody was the same. So it felt good because a lot of times that the world was moving so fast for no reason. You be spending unnecessary money for no reason. So we were just catching up on like friendship and just chopping it up. Then one day I say, yo, I saw D nice first and I saw everybody on his set. And I was like, oh, this shit banging. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never knew how good D-Nice really was. And I'm like, wait a minute. This man, the truth. So the pand if it wasn't for the pandemic, you wouldn't see people's real talent. So what happened was I called Swiss. I was like, yo, remember that idea we started? We should do it on the ground. He's like, yeah. I said, yeah, we should do that shit right now, like in an hour. He's like, for real? You want to do it in an hour? I said, fuck it. Let's just, have, let's just do it. Because, you know, D. Knight really put the battery in our, in our backpack. So when he did that, we did ours, and it was all from love. Swiss went down to the car. I went to my studio. He was like, all right, let's get to it. Let's get to I'm all about the smoke. Yeah. So we went to the smoke, and there was so much love that the love just 
that's transcended through the air, and then it, we build the company off of it. We only had 30,000 like people watching, I guess, but that 30,000 turned to six million. Yeah, so that, that's incredible. Clap it up for that. Yeah, y'all, y'all definitely, you and y'all and D-Nice definitely changed how we got through the pandemic. I remember that, Swiss being in the garage. I stayed up till like three in the morning while y'all would do it. It was incredible. But you said something to me backstage, which is very important. Versus is a startup company. And so yes. we kind of view it like that. At what point, as you're collecting the talent to put on Instagram, to go against each other to celebrate music, did you realize, you know what? This is a full-fledged company. We need to start changing how we do business. Oh, I knew that since the pandemic hit. I said, oh, we in the tech world is about to boom right now. I know technology was about to go crazy. So I said, yo, this is a business. I don't know. Like, we, I said, we using this platform, somebody else's platform, to build our platform. So immediately, me and Swiss, we talk every day for this whole time. And... As we, as people, we was calling people, people was down to do it. We was like, yo, we got a trademark. We got to do this. We was doing it all simultaneously, kind of like building it, you know, just figuring it out as we go along. We didn't know how to make the sound go this way. We had to call people. We called Roland. So like, like, yo, we need integrative sound because they didn't know how to. So we, we, and I think, you know, with God's help, we did a pretty good job up until this point. You know what I'm saying? Enough for that. And it, 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 you know, sometimes it takes planning, but the plan was already in God's plan for us to do this. So he assigned everything, all the steps along the way for us to do. So we knew that it was a business and we started treating it like it was a business. But people were like, oh, y'all don't, y'all don't have your own um, app. I said, but we got the culture. That's, that is our app. You know what I'm saying? We we got the people, we got the currency, and we knew we knew at that time everybody looking for a currency to sell their product. But we had people, and so we knew we had something big. We just had to figure out how to monetize it, which we still doing, and how to integrate it to make it bigger. And like I said, it's a startup; it's still a baby. And wait till next year when we kick that thing off, boy. <laughs> so 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 let me ask you this. Because obviously EYL is a, is a business platform. So you guys, I want to talk about this Thriller situation. So you got, Thriller, you guys decide to sell the company? Is that what you did? We, we, we sold partial and we did stock into the Thriller because we, we learned about IPOs and SPACs. So I was like, we had several deals on the table, but we like, this is the better deal to bet on ourselves versus going over here or over here and is at the beginning stages of, of building this business. And when Triller came to us, it was an opportunity that we know I'm all about jumping out, you know, in the water first and trying something new. But the, the opportunity that present to us was, you know, we buy, you know, majority of the company, you get majority of the stocks in Triller slash versus so it's like it was already a platform that was built it was the perfect marriage for us to go and to integrate what we have into their platform and you know both are startups but one is a little ahead of us at the time but to come together we know where to make it powerful so right now we just we came together we still working through kinks because it is a startup and it's two startups trying to learn one another you know, and I, I think the beauty about it is our team. Our versus team is so strong. You know, it's only six of us, but it's no, it's no, uh, it's no, it's no versus without the team. And you know, and just learning people, like you were saying, something about the attitude and and, and, and latitude. So it's like going through that motion and seeing who can hang through the the you know, because it's trials and tribulations in building a company, and. We just really getting started. I know it seems like a phenomenon and certain things are a phenomenon, but we really just really touching the base on where we can go. We really have like a billion dollar company along, you know what I'm saying? But it's going to take time to get there. You know what I'm saying? From, from an artist standpoint, because 
I mean, you were celebrating artists that almost were forgotten about their greatness. And so I know part of the, the structure of the deal was that our, the people who were performed became owners in that. What, what's the, been the reaction from the people who are now your partners? Like, yo, yo, I pre you, you saved my music career? Like, how's it been for y'all? You know, like I said, the pandemic brought so much love. Me and Swiss wanted to be the first that, you know, calling these artists to get on alive to perform. It's only right. Y'all help us build this company. We got to give back to y'all. And nobody's never done that. And when it comes to, you know, black business and really teaching our culture. And I think y'all are the best at doing that. So it's like, I, I, I want to say we kind of took a page from y'all book a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, as I, but I would have to say Swiss, we was like, we, we made a call. We said something about this don't feel right. And that was the biggest thing that made us stick with Triller because they say, yo, only way we're going to go and do this if we can bring our people with us and they get part of the pie because anybody else going to be like, nah, 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 nah. But we knew if it wasn't, you know, me and Swiss got on the phone before we got to that point, before we went to Apple and all those things, we called 43 artists. And if you know what dealing with an artist, <laughs> that's like, you know, I can't, I don't want to describe it. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and we really believed in it. And we re we didn't make no money for like about two years. The, like, you know, two years, this, this off of the love, just building a platform, and we still building, you know what I'm saying? So it, 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 it's a, it's a hell of a journey, hey, can, bro. Can you, can you talk about that? Because that's a valuable gem, and that's something that we experienced. The first two years, of, the first year and a half, really, of building Earn Your Leisure, it was like, look, we're not taking any money. All the money we get, if we get money, we're going to put it back into building the business. You're doing it off the love. Obviously, you're experienced musicians and have a Hall of Fame careers on your crafts. But what did y'all learn during that time? It was like, did it become frustrating? Like, yo, we're doing yeah. this. There's no compensation. Bruh, it's, it's frustrating every day because, you know, as you, when you're building something, you got to love it. You got to really love it. You got to really, everybody ain't built to really build companies. If they really understand what goes into it, seeing the end result is cool. But when I meet like an Elon Musk and when I meet these people, I want to know what did you have to go through versus I don't care about your billions that you got. How did you get to that? What did you have to endure? What did you have to suffer? And now building this company, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. Then you got the people like, when we getting another versus? When we getting another verse? I'm like, well, hold on, hold on. Hold on. It's coming. It's coming. And it's like dealing with all that emotion. A lot of people crack. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, and I, you know, when they talking about the pivot and being an entrepreneur, it really takes a, a will, a sheer will to just go, to go. And two years of just the love. You got to love it. You got to. And I thought what we was doing, it wasn't so much about the money. We was helping people revive their catalogs. That was the thing. Making people forget, not forget about this music from our great people. Like, yo, y'all forgot about this because I felt like we felt like black music and the creators wasn't getting the love that they deserve. So when people, when you're doing stuff like that, giving back, because I love to give back. You don't really think about the money because I'd rather have a rich spirit than the money. You know what I'm saying? I want my I want my spirit to be rich and feel like it's filled with a lot of love cuz I know God got me. I know God got me. I, if I keep if I keep going the way I'm going, God got me. So, let me ask you this because Thriller is up for IPO I think sometime in the fourth quarter. They said they made $100 million in revenue this year. So when you was doing that deal, was having some level of equity in stocks um, a major consideration for that? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we giving away our IP. You know, like, if you follow the Beats deals, it goes through stages of certain deals. So this is like a stage where I'm still learning about IPOs, S1s, corporations. So I started watching my WeWork Billions movies like like 
every every week. You know what I'm saying? Because I gotta, I don't want to be the the dummy on the phone. I got to know what's going. Oh, I know what that is. Let me see the S1. What did that say? How long do it take? So it's just it's a learning process. But I knew betting on yourself for the for the end ride is the better way to go. When they put the stocks and it was already value at a at a two point five valuation and getting all these shares in the company and being the biggest shop, I mean stockholder of the company, it only makes sense to take this ride. You the biggest stockholder? Yeah, we the biggest. We the biggest. Yeah, yeah. Like we one of the biggest stockholders of Triller. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is incredible. I'm listening to Timberland, the guy I grew up. <laughs> he's talking about S1, SPACs, and IPOs. Hey, man. That's a sign of the times, right? Clapping up for this moment, y'all. <laughs> I'm trying, man. And I'm still learning. I'm. Hey, I got to keep watching y'all because y'all, y'all more. <laughs> y'all teach finance. Finance wasn't like my thing, and that's why I, that's why I did. I said I got to get close to these guys because the level I'm about to go to, I can't fuck it up. <laughs> You know, so I'm just, it's a journey, man. It's a journey. So what what was the lawsuit about when you guys had sued? You know, it, the, the the suit was really just just showing, like, you know, like, we don't want to be the guys that not really just on our business. It was, it was a matter of a miscommunication. And, you know, as you go through certain procedures with new companies and everybody's going through the, fundraising round when you're doing that it gets a little shaky a little turbulence and i think the communication kind of got a miscom misconstrued through the through the times and things were hard but we just just kind of like a wake-up call like you know hey but it was like it kind of we was talking about it and this is the thing that i te we tested it we were just talking about it and as we talking it with our people the shit got out it just leaked like i'm like Oh, this leak shit, real. Damn, you can't even have a conversation behind, like, like anything negative. It seemed like it just, whoop, go out. But I knew, like, once it went out, I was like, all right, well, we can't do nothing now, but try to redeem and fix things, and that's where we at with it now. You know, people fight and make up. You know, it's brothers. You fight, break up, make up, you know, all that type of shit. It's all business. <laughs> you know what it is. Exactly. In, in terms of the future of Versus, because you said it's coming back, I... I think the last time we saw Versus, it was, we, Ray J was uh, singing his rendition of I Wish. I was there. We was there. We was there. Yeah, we met the, we met the whole team. Shout out to Ray Ray J was not prepared. <laughs> shout out to Ray J. Yo, but was it not entertaining? Though? It, was de it was definitely that. It was, it was definitely that. It was definitely that. We still talking about it. We are. We still talking about it. Yo, we had some amazing verses, right? We was at, we was at the best verses. The be well, we were at the... We were at the garden when the locks represent what? our What? Yeah, we was there. We was there. Yo, I never felt New York like that ever. Like, and I went to that when I was like doing COVID and everybody was out there partying. I say, okay, everybody don't get sick but me. I had my mask on. It was fresh. We was fresh outside. I got COVID. I, I did get COVID. See, you party too hard. See, me and Joe, we was like, see, we know how to have a good time, but safe. <laughs> safe. We were safe, but but I'm gonna tell you, I did a lot of concerts, been with a lot of the greatest. To me, I never seen New York like that. And I had to say it was a fact. I've been with Hove when he brought Michael Jackson out. Like I never seen it like that. That's like that. What Jada Kiss did for New York, it was like it was like New York, we back. It was like we outside. Yeah. I think the term outside came from New York. <laughs> yeah, we was outside. You know what I'm saying? The, what does the future of Versus look like? Are, are we still doing live concerts like we did at MSG, or are we just doing on Triller? What, what do you see for the future of Versus? Um, we definitely going to do... We got some big ones coming up. Some big ones. And these big ones take time. Take a lot of time. We're trying to do one maybe before the end of the year, but it's really the top of the year where we're going to start. And we still figuring out how we doing it because it's so much that's coming to us. You just got to do the right ones. It's so much on the plate right now that we definitely going to keep it, you know, it's going to be Triller, but we just got to figure out how to do it and still keep the people happy. You know what I'm saying? Because the thing about when you do something 
that's free, sometimes it, you got to know how to integrate it to it not be free because it's still a business. And it's not that you want to charge like that, but it's like we got to pay the bills of these artists. So some people are like, oh, man, you're going to take it off Instagram. It's not we're going to do that, but Instagram got to pay us. So we got to do something because we got to it got to be, you know, so now we at that stage where we figured out things on how to do it and still keep our audience happy and still keep them like, ah, oh, you know, oh, man, y'all doing this. We're not getting Hollywood, but we bring in Hollywood excitement to you. But they paid that Netflix bill. Yeah, they do, right? And it, didn't they raise that bitch? They did. They did. They, they did. Y'all, it's fucked up. Y'all can complain. Y'all gonna pay for Netflix. Netflix ain't got shit on that shit. At least we give you some, man, we give you some good argument, good music, stories. Why would you want to pay for that shit? That shit, and it's the culture. And you can go to that shit. I don't know if you ever been to a versus. I have. Them shits is off the chain, ain't they? They are like, whoa. I only could win the two because I said this is, this is out of control. <laughs> the Bow Wow one, out of control. They had that shit popping. I was there. See? I was I go in the cut when I go. I was the you know, I was sick of everybody like they feel like the club. I'm getting in with you. I'm going in with you. I'm like, bruh, this ain't this ain't live. <laughs> this is versus. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it is what it is. I love our people. You know what I'm saying? It's it's what we do. Any any music people in the house? Anybody like this? All right. I wanna I wanna have some music conversations. Okay. One of the best producers ever. So let's talk about some music let's publishing. Talk How important is publishing for a producer? What are some best ways that a producer can make sure they get in their right amount of publishing? Like, talk about that. Um, you know, the business changed so much. I feel like what I was taught with publishing was like, hold on, hold on, hold on to it. It's... it's for your grandkids, grandkids. I think nobody saw streaming coming. So that kind of changed the dynamics of publishing. So now what I would tell a producer this is really that's what that's where you really make your money at now because I don't think producers back when I was doing it, you know, we got like 600, 500,000 to walk to do a track. I don't think that's happening today. So you so today I think a producer has to rely on their catalog. They publishing, but the beauty about it, I think, it's up to you. I took an admin deal, which you know. What's that? It's like, well, I, I still own my publish, but they they administrate it and they collect my checks. But I they would take a like a eighty thirty split instead of fifty fifty or something like that. It just it's really a publishing deal is not harmful to you know. I think people used to put bad stigmatas on them back in the day because the world changed but I think as a producer keep building your catalog cash out because the multiple keeps going down so if it, like if you got one something if you say I'm gonna hold on so I said well if it's a 10x man you better go ahead and cash out and build you another catalog because if you're making 500,000 a year on your publishing they're gonna 10x that so you better as well, and some people might 14 exit. You know what I'm saying? You might as well take that cash. I think people need to follow the business structure when it comes to publishing on the multiples of how much they paying you per your deal. Yeah, we got Tim talking about multiples now. This is, this is I can't believe I'm doing this shit. <laughs> this is getting better. Legendary. So, speaking of multiples, and I'm glad you brought up catalogs, we're in an era where we're seeing legacy artists now sell their catalogs. Yeah. So what, what are your thoughts on that from a producer standpoint? Because I know as an artist, that's your song. But as the producer, I mean, you have royalties, percentages of the song. So how does, yeah. how does it work and what are your thoughts? Well, you know, like I sold my catalog. I sold mine. Um, I think it's what you work hard for. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got 50% of the song. The artist got 50% of the song. I know you saw Justin, so he is. Um, it's really... It's really like a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, I want to say like, it's like you building up this equity of yourself as a producer and like you're going to, as a producer, you're going there and they'll be like, oh, you got Drake top 10, blah, 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 screaming this. So say if it's Tay Key or somebody, if he got 50%, that 50% of that song 
is is and is screaming a billion, that thing going crazy. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of producers now are making, uh, you know, the screaming base. They're making publishing money is good right now. It's, I think it's good. You, you know? know what's so crazy is that when people started selling their catalogs, their masters, and their publishing, a lot of people was like, "That's a bad idea." And oh. I I was kind of like believing that until we did an interview with somebody in London and they were like, you got to look at it like a startup company. Like Elon Musk sold PayPal for $200 million, flipped that into almost a trillion dollars with SpaceX and Tesla. So it's like, it's a liquidation event and interviewing Irv Gotti and where Irv sold his catalog for $100 million and he was like, look, I was probably making a half a million dollars a year for my catalog. He's like, you know how long it would have taken me to actually have enough money to do what I need to do. Now I get $100 million in one time. Yeah. Now I can try to build an empire to get to that billion. Basically. It just, it's just really you betting on yourself. That's why I tell creators, never stop creating. Just keep putting it out. Keep putting it out. Build your page. Because right now you got the tools in your own pocket. You don't need all this extracurricular shit. You just got to believe in yourself and start doing the paperwork. Get you a, you got to have a good lawyer. Go through, and, and a lawyer's going to tell you, educate you on how to sign your songs up with ASCAP, the copyrights, do all of that. And don't wait on getting signed to a major. Start now. That's why we're right here, United Masters. It's independency. Because you can build that, all that counts to when you go to sell your catalog or Warner Chapel or UMG Publishing come to you, they gonna, all that's going to tally up. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be like, oh, I want to do this. I give you uh, $5 million for your catalog right now. They do the math. You making, they say you making this quarterly. It's important to just say, you know what? I could do this again. I'm going to cash out so I can go build something else. That's all it really is. It's, you build up your business to go get some money that you earn that's going to take, you know, because if you wait on publishing, they, they pay out quarterly. So why not, like like um, your man said, just take take the $100 million. Why sit on it? Why, what are you doing? Like, that's that might don't be there tomorrow. Something can happen in the world where everything can laugh. Look at, you know, look what's happened with Sam with the FTX. Anything can happen. So you better take that money. If somebody's going to offer you a multiple of 14 and everybody giving you 12, don't be no dummy now. That's what he, he was saying he got 26. 26, yeah. It was, it, 26 it was a crazy, he couldn't, so he couldn't crazy. believe it. Yeah, so you, you talked about, you said you sold your catalog. And so one of the things that Irv was saying to us was just like, yeah, they're taking the things I did 20 years ago. That doesn't mean I can't create now. And exactly. so I, I want to, in your space now, because, I mean, we got Diamond Records under the catalog. We got Missy, obviously. We got Justin Timberlake, obviously the J Records. Are you still passionate about making the music and creating more of a catalog? Or are we focused on the startup companies you got called Versus? I'm focused on my two startup companies. This, card, this startup company, Beat Club, because I consider myself I consider myself the Amazon of Beats. I'm creating a store where I go out and help every creator. I lend my sound to everybody. What keeps me hot is keeping a young nigga beside me, a young hot producer, young people beside me. So I'm more about building a community now. That's how I'm producing. It could be her. She could be the hottest producer right now. And I'm telling you, yo, future, where yet? You, you need to fuck with her. So guess what? Timberland, you know, he, he said it. He did it. So that's how I'm producing now. I'm producing with people. I'm producing people. And I'm building my company and bringing on people that like, yo, I grabbed all the hottest producers. I, I did the same thing. Gave them equity in B Club and we start. So I was doing all that at the same time at Versus. So I'm I'm in the I'm in the phase of I'm still doing music, but I do it with other people. Like me and Mike Will talking about doing an album. You know what I'm saying? I told Mike as a producer, we was going over his hits. He got a lot of major hits and I look at it like this is a time for you to go back and get a run. Like you and your future records was crazy. We gotta go back and do a run. So for me I'm extending myself producing that way. Like, I did everything when it comes to producing. But I haven't really worked with somebody that's younger than me or got more swag because it's, it's a young sport. Music is a young sport. So for me, I try to find young talent 
and give my Timbo swag to it along with they swag. You know, like I give you a prime example that I fall in the background. First class, that was my people's. That was my producers who did Jack Harlow. I put them in the room. I said, do this. We should do this. Should we sample this? He said, Timbo, what you think? Oh, first class was a hit back then. It's going to be a hit now. So they, they mess with it. Angel send it to me. And I'm like, that thing good. I told Jack. He said, yo, can I get Justin? Like, I'm, I'm the guy that's producing in a different way. Like, from the background, taking my credit. Because I feel like when, I, when we did Versus, and I love having the company bigger than who I am. Versus is bigger than me. So I just want to build brands that are bigger than me. Like, oh, man, that's big. Oh, that's Timbo shit. But I don't care about being in the forefront. I want to be, I want to learn because I feel like my whole career as a producer being hot, I didn't really learn nothing. You know what I'm saying? I was just blowing money, wasting shit, doing crazy. And now I'm like, Jimmy was like, when you get like in your middle age, he's like, yo, that's when you really make your real wealth. And he always told me that and that always stuck with me. So I was like, sometimes it's good to play the background to learn. So now I just want to build and be part of amazing companies and try to just pivot and do certain things that's totally different outside my realm. I don't want to be just, oh, Timbo, the music producer. I want to be, yo, when every kid, I heard all these talented artists, right? Yo, go to B-Club. I'm going to hook you up. I'm going to hook you with the hottest producers. I'm going to tell you where to go. Subscribe over here. I'm a, and then I'm not being a faceless company. Like, I really talk to these kids. I tell them, like, yo, you got to tighten that snare. And I don't, I don't play so much music for people that never got a placement in the world. So I'm like, you know what? That's my gift. That's my next calling. So that's what God got me doing is building these companies, learning more about SPACs. Ownerships. Facts. <laughs> so I can write my great S1 one day. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. Um, I know you had some financial issues. What were some issues that you had and what were some, some trials and tribulations and lessons that you learned along the way? Man, just like math is just not my thing. Like I'm just going to be a 100 with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it just understanding for me, money is money, but you really got to understand yourself. Like, are you addicted to a certain lifestyle? Do you want to chase certain things? You just got to be calm. If you calm, your money will stay in your bank account, and then you can really learn. So I had to learn how to be just calm. You know what I'm saying? Like, go see a watch because my homeboy brought a watch, knowing my money ain't like his money. <laughs> Why the fuck I'm buying this watch? Oh, shit. Now I got to go over here, figure out how I'm going to pay for or get the money because I'm trying to overextend myself over things that really don't excite me. So what I learned about finances is really learning yourself. And then once you learn yourself that you know you and have and be patient on things. Like I learned how to, to learn how to be patient instead of like, let me go buy that instead of asking questions, multiple questions like, would you do that? Would you not do that? Because I used to have the attitude, fuck it, I'm doing it. Then I do it, all go bad. And I just wasted money just going down the drain. So now I ask a thousand questions. And people are like, here go Tim, asking a thousand questions. You damn right, because I ain't spending this money no more. It's hard to get it, especially when you're in a pivot point. I really learned that you really got to have willpower not to be, because when you're building a company, you can't do everything that your homeboys do. You got to be eyes on. You got to be head in first. I listened to a, a, a story with Elon Musk when he said he slept on the floor for three years at Tesla. That to me is crazy. To me, that's like that's how I want to be. Like He sacrificed so where he can be today. So sometimes you got to sacrifice a little bit of fun and pleasure that you might can do and just really be on your hustle and grind. And for me, when it comes to money, I just try to say, well, let me, I don't want to go do this. I don't need to go spend. I just want to, what do I like to do? Okay, I like to travel. Okay, how much do I set a budget for traveling? I want to travel here. But first, I never would do those things. But now that I had to get comfortable with myself and really purge myself of all these uncleanness things that I would get myself into. So I had to, like, do a little, and it's hard, you know what I'm saying, because everybody, you know, you 
You want to you want to show off your fruits of your labor, but sometimes you if you build in something that I learned, my friend told me the goal is greater than the moment. So I learned how to have less moments and keep my goal in front of me. That's powerful. That's a bar. Yeah. So I, I wonder about the power of influence, right? Because your partner in Versus Swiss, we saw him go to Harvard for business school. I wonder being around him the impact that it had on you. And conversely, when you see young producers, like you mentioned, like a Tate Keith or a Metro, Mike Will, are you advising them on the mistakes that you made and saying like, hey, this is how it can go? Man, I tell them, you know, that goes another thing about yourself. You got to be comfortable with yourself to tell your mistakes. I tell everybody my mistakes. I, t I was telling OZ, I was like, he brought like a Lamborghini because he do almost a lot of Drake records. And he brought like a couple car. I said, all right. I said, don't, I did that. <laughs> that depreciates. You know that, right? You, you know, you can go buy, you can go put it in a trade or, you know, do something and flip and get that and never have to spend your money. Like you, you can, a lot of things you can do, but don't go, go crazy because you just getting in the car and going back in the house. You know, you do know that, right? You do know, like, you don't need five of them or three of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? So I try to tell people, say, well, so what did you do? I said, man, get the bag, fumble the bag, get the bag, fumble the bag. And you don't even realize you fumbling it because you so much captured. I call it like the lotus flower where you just in this room, just draining you. You just draining you, just draining. And then when you go out, you be like, where my shit go? <laughs> You've been in that, that lotus room just going crazy, spinning, spinning, spinning. And then it's like, you, you can't do that. You got to just be calm in the hype. Just ride it out. Build your business. Look at other things that you want to do. I tell them, like, you know, I tell producers, I like, the way producers is going right now, it's one every week. It's a little kid that's coming up. So I'm saying, as you build your catalogs, go invest into business. Go put your money away. Go watch y'all. You need to invest in y'all. Y'all need to have like a, 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 a fundraise for to help these people to put their money in to invest in for them because that's what's missing. People will get all this lump sum of money, but they, the gatekeepers don't let, a, let us in. And that's another thing, too. So it's like sometimes like these higher ups, when they, they, you know, and these, they won't give you the tips or you should invest in this. You got to be in a circle. So what I tell people, Try to get in those circles. Go to the events that's not, that you think is not valuable because it ain't the strip club, it ain't the this. But guess what? Go to that banking event because guess what? That banking event going to get you a lot of money and going to save you a lot of money. Yeah, just go to InvestFest. That's probably the best place. Yeah. yeah. That's the best. So, You're right. You don't want to go to the party, live, or the banking event. I'm going to the banking event. It's a mixture of both. You got the strip clubs, you got education, you got entertainment. We got it all. Support black businesses. So, so let me ask you this. On a, on a producer side, back to that for a minute, clearing records. I want to know from two sides, because I'm sure you had to clear samples, but now you're in a, people are probably sampling your catalog, right? So we've heard stories where it's like, I think ASAP Ferg is paying Juicy J. 80% of his his publishing for that one, he just used one bar. So it's like, it's just so crazy. So talk about sample. I know a lot of artists made mistakes, didn't go through, didn't get the sample cleared, and then they got to pay 100% of their publishing because there's issues on that. I mean, like Prince don't really clear no samples. A lot of people, I mean, sampling is a... It's, it's your art. Some some everybody's different. Juicy J, that's how he handled. If you're gonna sample mine, I'm taking 50 off top. You know that's your right because he owned the catalog. But when trying to get it clear, sometimes it could be a hassle. But for the most part, it's not. I mean, for the most part, people really love the art and they clear it. But they're gonna take their publishing. You know what I'm saying? Like that just you you work hard for that. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody remake one of my songs, I gotta get my publish because that song was. It's going to be a hit today, so it's only right I get 10 or 15%. I'm not going to hit you across the head for 50% because I know you're recreating and you got to eat too. But at least when it comes to that, a lot of people who own those copyrights get to say the, the, um, the, uh, the, the say-so at the end of the day. 
where they can say yes or not. But Juicy J, like, I don't think it's that hard clearing samples when it comes to um, music. It's just a matter on who owns it. And and most of the times, if you sign to a publisher, they'll go clear it for you and tell you that you only made, like, say if I'm the producer of, it's been a couple songs with me and Missy where I sample, I think I sample and people's for I Can't Stop the Rain. I think she took about 25, so me and Missy had to split the rest because she took 25 off the top. And, I, and it's only right I use her her whole loop for the whole song. So you don't really trip about it because it's gonna, you look at the greater good what the song is going to do. I always looked at I, I pay him whatever because I know it's a hit. I need this hit. I need to build up the catalog. I, I'm building this because I know I can make more money with this one record. I know I got to break off or break this person off. I don't mind that because I know I'm going to reap more in the long run. There's a lot of independent artists here. Obviously, United Masters is, is the home of that. And so I'm wondering, because you've seen young talent, right? We started with Aaliyah all the way up to Tink and all her success now. I remember the first person was talking about her was you. And so what are the things that you see in a, in a talent that says, you know what, they have star quality? Star quality. You know, it's hard for me to say what star today because I don't came from an era where we didn't have social media. We didn't have all these platforms. So to me, what a star quality that I think is, is a person that know who they are, that owns what they do, and know how to perform. A lot of artists don't really know how to perform, but I feel like if you know how to give a show, that really makes a difference. You know, like, I was at Rolling Loud, and I was telling my son, I was like, when Kendrick came on, I was like, look at the difference between them, not, not, not taking away from nobody else, but that's a superstar. You hear every word clear. He's precise. He's, he's, this is not just a festival for him. He's putting on the show. People crying. That's what star quality is. Like when you put so much work into your work that you just not like, you're not hoarding it out to everybody. And we don't get a lot of those because now everybody go viral trying to do their shit. It's not really about the artists. It's really about the songs now. But star quality, it's really up to you, but it really doesn't exist today. I think you can count on one hand, like, who's a superstar? But then some people would disagree and be like, uh-uh, because this person is a superstar and they own right. So it's like, it's kind of hard to say what superstar, I like to say the elite now. I don't even say superstar. An elite person or entertainer is somebody who really cares about their craft. And you see and you see them constantly working on it. And to me, who I think is a superstar or elite, who's going to be elite and it's on his way and he's steady rising, is Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow is a definitely a, a superstar. The way he carry himself, the way he think about his music, the way he want to put out music, he have conversation, he invite me in to have a conversation. I'm like, okay, he's a star. He's a superstar because it's not about partying or whatever. He really cares about the craft of making an album and making great music and making people feel something. So he has a chalkboard in the studio. He writes down the songs like, mm we could do something better than this one, which y'all think, and he have a conversation. And that's what we don't see today in the music, the artists working with the producers. And to me, because he's like that, that's what makes him an elite, a superstar. But we don't have a lot of that today. People, artists don't even go in the studio with the producer. It's, it's, it's center pack. So I'm trying to change that. Because if I'm going to send a pack, at least you're going to get me on your on your head top telling you that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, pick that beat. Don't do that. Don't do that. At least I can help coordinate this wild, wild west that we living in when it's called music. Because that's what it is. It's the wild, wild west right now. And it's hard to find, like, super, super stars. Because a lot of they, they can look like a star, but they work ethic as shit. <laughs> they work ethic as shit. 
but you look amazing. <laughs> but you you give me shit for work. <laughs> that just don't work. So, you know, it's hard out here. It's hard out here. But I find them. I find them here and there. Tink, I, Tink is a star. I know she was a star. I think she's phenomenal. But, but see, I could, I, Bryce, because at the same time I had Tink, Bryson was right there too. And I knew them two was, I was like, I don't know who to go with. I don't Shit, like, I, I got, I, I'm good with women, so I'm going to stick with Tink. You know what I'm saying? But Bryson, all of them, I knew they were stars because they would just have something different. But that only comes a dime a dozen. You know what I'm saying? That's like pulling, finding a four-leaf clover out here or some shit. <laughs> Make some noise for Tim Bo, the king, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, this was a legendary conversation, man. So many gems, man. I'm, I'm honored to sit next to this gentleman, man. It's somebody I grew up on and still doing it, still reinventing himself. So don't ever take it for granted. Shout out to everybody that came. We got some more musical performances and we have a surprise performance a little later on from one of the greatest lyricists of all time. So you might want to stick around for that. Absolutely. But once again, make some noise for Tim. Tim Bowie. Thank you. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.